everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Heroes Published Podcast, where I talk with authors of the Heroes community, and today is no different, uh, as I have a very good friend of mine, he's a mentor, uh, on the line uh, with me today, uh, Army veteran, Army Ranger veteran, and uh, he wrote a great book that I've have the privilege of holding in my hand right now. I've read several times and I've listened to the audiobook probably a half a dozen times uh, on it. But uh, the book is called Common Sense Transition, A Call to Action and a Blueprint for Change by my friend Carl Monger. Carl, how you doing? I'm good. You listen to that book anymore, you're going to have PKS. <laughs> It's a, Carl syndrome. Yeah, it, it's a <laughs> oh, well. That's that's well. That's why I got you on. I was having. Uh, I was feeling neglected, and uh, I said, "You know what? I'm listening to Carl's voice so much. I just ought to give him a call and have him on the show." So here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been too long. Um, good to talk to you. You too, my friend. You too. Uh, I want to jump right into this, Carl. You wrote this book, Common Sense Transition. What what prompted this? Why why write this book? I, uh, that's a great question because in the back of my mind, I always thought I had a story to tell, but at the same time, I have never been about what I do for me, right? I, there's a constant struggle because, uh, when you're a a quote influencer in the community, you're supposed to be all over social media and have a hundred thousand followers and all this stuff. And I had an opportunity to go down that path early and I didn't do it. Right. Because it's not about me, it's about the organization. I, I want the name of the organization out there. <clears throat> and that's why when you look at the book, the cover of the book has the Galfew star on it, because it's focused on that transition message for veterans. So so what happened is, uh, this was several years ago, I, was, I gave a presentation to a Rotary Club. And a guy happened to visit the Rotary Club that day, and he came up afterwards and he said, hey, I am a book publisher. Have you ever thought about putting your story into a book? And I say, eh, you know, maybe, but number one, who has time and number two, who wants to read it? And he's like, no, I think you you have a good message. You should think about doing that. So I uh, I started after that. Every night I'd just sit down and write whatever was coming to me. Right. And, uh, and it came out, I think, in a fairly lucid fashion. And within about three or four months uh, with with his help and he did all the, the uh, stuff that you have to do behind the scenes to get the book copyrighted and registered and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, spell checked me and did the formatting and then, uh, then we published. Yeah. And, and I would do that all differently now, if I was going to do it, I would use you, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, seriously, I, appreciate I mean, it, it was, yeah. the, there were, there were some paths that he took me down because Hey, number one, I owe him a great debt because the book would not have been, produced and published right. if he hadn't encouraged me to do it. But at the same time, he's in it for business. Right. You know, I'm, I'm nonprofit. I, I tend to, to think less in terms of trying to make money. Right. And so I think I probably paid too much for, for what happened. But again, lesson learned. You know, kind the, of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and what the, the purpose of that book from the very beginning was uh, if it made any money, then that money would go to Galfew, not to my pocket. And I, I want to stop so, you right. I want to stop you right there. And let me back up. And those of you that are listening to this right now, Carl mentioned this nonprofit Galfew. Carl is a founder of, a, of an organization called Galfew. So if you're if you're listening to the show right now, you're already online. Open up another browser and go to Galfew.org. 
Uh, or if you're in the show section uh, on HMG, you just scroll down, click on the Gallant View uh, icon, and then uh, click on their link, uh, and it'll take you to uh, that website as well. <clears throat> but uh, Gallant View, nonprofit organization, uh, one of the ones that Heroes Media Group as a whole uh, definitely backs and talks uh, very highly of, and rightfully so, uh, because of the man that you are listening to uh, right now. So talk a little bit more about the, the book itself. You know, it, there's, there's just so many, there's, there's a lot of parts to it and it's, it's, it really gets somebody thinking um, whether you're transitioning out of the military or just really life in general, quite frankly. You know, I had, uh, I, I used the first part of the book. I talk about my experiences growing up, single parent kid, a couple of sisters, mom working at night, <clears throat> working during the day, going to school at night to try to build a life for us. And, uh, and all of the things that I learned through that process of being mentored through big brothers, now big brothers, big sisters to uh, accidentally falling into an ROTC program at school, you know, all, all of those things go against just about everything that I talk about when I talk to veterans, because I believe, I don't want this to sound too corny and I'm not going to be a religious nut job on you, but I think there's been an unseen hand that's guided my life from the time that I was a kid all the way up to today in the work that I do with veterans. I could not have planned it myself. Uh, the Most of the veterans that I work with, they can't, they don't have that luxury. They can't take that risk, right? right. They've got to be intentional because what happens when you're not intentional about your life is things happen by accident. For me, I was blessed that the accidents happened mostly good, a few bad, but mostly good. There are a lot of folks whose accidents happen mostly bad. And, uh, you know, I think about as Gallifrey moves now into its second 10-year period, because we're just turned 10 years old. Yeah. Now we have to be more intentional about what we do. That book is part of that being intentional about our our process going forward. You know, we, I believe the book lays out a plan. It lays out a challenge because communities right now have no responsibility for helping veterans transition back. The way that our system is set up, the way the military and the VA approaches it, it's the military's job. It's the government's job to backward train somebody from, you know, they, they take somebody, they put them through basic and then all of the advanced training and everything else that you go through for months, years before you become certified in your, whatever your military specialty is. Right. Yes. So I did, I wasn't considered branch qualified as a, as an infantry captain until I'd commanded a rifle company, if I remember right. Right. And that's, that's like at year number six or seven. Right. So but then they say, well, we'll take you through a two-week TAP program, which will kind of start six months before you get out. You know, we'll, we'll have this huge window so you can get all this training. But uh, the reality is that nobody really takes advantage of it because nobody really understands what they need to know. And, and the, the folks that provide the, the TAP training, they're all good people, but most of them have never transitioned because they're either retired military who stayed near the base. So they're going to provide the, they're, they're the people that are doing the PowerPoints or whatever, or they're potentially military spouses because they're at the location. Right. Right. So they don't know transition and who knows transition, you know, transition, I know transition people that have been out 
that have started businesses or worked in business or gone to school, we know transition. Uh, but the way the system is set up, let's say that you're leaving Fort Benning, Georgia, you go through your TAP program at Fort Benning, Georgia. And when you go home to Los Angeles, you're like, holy crap, What do I do? where do I start? <laughs> Who do I talk to? What, I don't, you know, you're not prepared for it. No. And, and so the book talks about that concept and there, there really is a challenge there that says, Hey, Los Angeles or Dallas or Seattle or Erie, Pennsylvania or wherever, right. whatever community you're in, that community should have a burden of responsibility to welcome those veterans home and get them integrated into the community. Right. Right. Because right now the VA knows veterans are returning to a community, but Dallas doesn't know veterans are returning to a community. But right now today, there could be a veteran that just moved into my community a quarter mile away from me, came home, maybe his or her parents live here. And they just left the military and they have no clue that we are even here. They don't know what VA clinic is good, whether it's Fort Worth or Dallas or, I mean, all of that stuff is knowledge that we as a community know that they have to accidentally somehow fall into. Right. And you would think that the, it would, the city would invest in something like that because it benefits the city over, you know, ultimately it benefits the city getting them a job right away, which helps the, you know, the economy right away. And you're bringing money into the economy and you're doing this and doing that. And yeah. And, and it doesn't well, seem like it about takes the reverse. a lot of, you know, yeah. Think about the downsides. When you have a failed transition, what happens? You have somebody that uh, is, they're probably not on unemployment because they just left the military, right? I don't right. think you can no. draw unemployment after you leave the military. But, but uh, they're probably trying to figure out GI Bill. They're probably staying at home with their parents or significant other or whatever. Uh, and they're they're consuming resources. They're not adding to resources. Right. And, uh, and if they are trying to get their act together and they happen to um, self-medicate with too much alcohol or other things, uh, potentially what happens? You have somebody that may, now may get a DUI. Maybe they have a car crash that kills somebody. an innocent person, yeah. right? Or they're unemployed for a long period of time and they're not registering their car. They're not paying any taxes. I mean, the, the downsides of a veteran that has a bad transition is all suck on the local community and the economy and tragically can result in someone getting hurt or killed, or maybe even the veteran taking their own life, which, you know, when you think about in the grand scheme of bad things, uh, I know from experience, both as a kid and then being a professional Big Brothers organization, single-parent kids are more likely to get in trouble. They're more likely to not have as good of jobs. Their income's going to be worse. They're more likely to get divorced down the road if they're African-American, and, and they have a parent that's in prison. If they're an African-American boy, that African-American boy is probably going to go to prison at some point. Right. So how do we, how do we interrupt that process? How right. do we stop those drains? And, and we've got to do it by community. We've got to do it by connection. And, you know, if I'm an army ranger that's just left good old Fort Benning, Georgia, and I'm 24 years old and I've had three or four combat deployments or more, and, uh, and I come back to the Dallas area, my parents can't tell me what to do. Right. If right. they say, don't go out late at night or why are you staying up on Facebook at night? Yeah. Yeah. You think that you yeah. think that's going to make an impact on me? No. Um, I, and, and what happens, you you link back up with your buddies from high school and you've had multiple combat deployments. You've seen some stuff. Right. You've succeeded in a very difficult environment. And uh, and your high school buddies are maybe coming out of college or maybe they're 
working at an insurance company or something. I mean, it's just right. the, the, the gap between the two, it, it doesn't match up. And so, so that high school buddy that's in your local community says, Hey, you ought to do this or that. You haven't earned the right to tell me that. Right. But if you connect that veteran with a veteran that's been out for a while, that's just like them, Ranger, Ranger, Marine to Marine, pilot to pilot, whatever you have, what I like to call an emotional level of authority with that other veteran. Right. So I can tell an army ranger veteran to pull their head out of the ranks because I am an army ranger veteran. You've right. So there, I have proven myself it, in yeah. that environment. Right. That's right. Right. I can tell a Marine to pull his or her head out of their ass. And they may say, you're not a Marine. You don't know anything about me. You haven't been through my training. And they're absolutely right. I don't understand the culture. I don't understand why anyone would want to eat crayons. It just, <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you get the point, right? So when Absolutely. you have a, a Marine that – You have the camaraderie automatically. Oh, yeah, but but it goes – it even – it's bigger than that because yeah. I have connected Vietnam veterans, Marine Vietnam veterans, with Marine veterans from Afghanistan or Iraq. Right. And nobody asked Vietnam veterans to do anything, right? First off, they weren't treated well when they transitioned back, so they kind of hid their history all through their business cycles, and now – some of them have been very successful and they have resources and they're established in their communities. And when somebody finds out they're a Vietnam veteran, they're like, what, that person, are you serious? That person is a Vietnam veteran? Yeah, as a matter of fact, that person got drafted. Yeah. Anyway, they're never asked to do anything. And when you say, hey, Vietnam veteran, will you sit down with a young version of yourself that's been in combat in the last year in Afghanistan and talk about life? Man, that Vietnam veteran is like, get out of the way and let me talk to him. Yeah. And, and then later, the feedback that I get from the Vietnam veteran is like, you don't know how much it means to me to feel like I am contributing to my country again, because now I'm helping this younger veteran work through their stuff. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it is, um, if I hadn't thought of it, I'd say it's genius. But it's, uh, it's <laughs> but it, but it re but it really is, and I, and I think you know in reading the book, it's common sense. Right. That's the title of the book. It's common sense. Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean it, it. It really is, and it seems so simple. And when you when you go through the book, here's the thing that I love about this book. I'm gonna I normally don't put it, my own personal experience uh, on it, but it's my show, and I do what I want. So, um, <laughs> I in reading this book, it. And, and, and I say reading it because I've read the book cover to cover and then listening to it, you, the words that you use and in, in hearing your voice and describing stuff, you really paint a picture on on how things are. And I want to kind of talk about it kind of I want to jump ahead here a little bit and talk about chapter 13 when you're talking about the functional uh, and, and intentional fitness. You have uh, functional emotional fitness, uh, functional spiritual fitness, social fitness, professional fit, physical. The, all of those there. I want I want to kind of talk about those uh, yeah. briefly, if you would. How did that come about? And and uh, kind of give the meanings a little bit to to those. Well, you, you know, traditionally people think in triads, right? right? Mind, mind, body, spirit. Mm. Uh, the the YMCA, I think, is mind, body, spirit kind of thing, right? Uh, and, and that makes a lot of sense because anything that's got three legs has a greater chance of standing up than something that only has two. Right. Uh, but so as I started thinking about what is a model for a holistic life, and so you got your job and your education, so that's the professional stuff. You have whether you're agnostic or religious, I mean, still there's there's something to life, right? right? So there's a spiritual component. 
to, to life. So that's the second one. Uh, the physical fitness, you know, is a, everybody always talks about that. So there's a third one. Social fitness is one that usually is not talked about because the, I, and I think that's where we fall down a lot because right. when you think about what is social fitness, social fitness is having great relationships. It's about understanding how to meet people. It's understanding how to have a good time without having to drink, right? Without right. having your default go to a bar. You think about that. Everybody is so excited because the COVID restrictions lifted a couple of weeks ago and people could go to bars in Texas, right? And now all the young people are sick because they went to bars in Texas. Well, why does a bar have to be the default for a good time? Right. So we got to talk about social fitness. So that, that was the fourth. And then the one that underpins all of it is the emotional fitness side. It is, it's how do you deal with the stresses of your experiences and how do you understand that you have in every other area, whether it's social, professional, uh, spiritual, physical, you have the ability to make a choice, right? It doesn't matter if you have post-traumatic stress from Afghanistan, it doesn't matter if you were beaten when you were a kid. It doesn't matter that the cheerleader dropped you when you were a senior and you know, had to go to prom alone. None of that stuff matters when it comes to the next choice that you make. Whether whether you decide I'm going to drink water, I'm going to drink whiskey, whether you decide I'm going to take a nap or I'm going to go for a run, you have the ability to make those choices. And I talk about that a lot in the book. But what happens in our common culture and in the VA especially is it is a uh, there is a focus on excuses, right? Well, of course you're angry because you have post traumatic stress. Well, of course you have to drink to go to sleep because you, you had all of these experiences in the military. Whatever. No, that's not true, right? What what you need to do, and I you know me by now. I have a way of speaking. I say you need to, and that's me saying, hey, this is a good idea. Maybe think. Right. right. But but what you need to do is instead of saying, why can't I get a good night's sleep? You need to say, what do I need to do to get a good night's sleep? You don't say, why can't I control my anger? You say, what do I need to do to control my anger? Because every time you say a why question and this this is anybody doesn't matter if you're a veteran, civilian, old, young, doesn't matter if you're trying to change a behavior that you don't like and you fall down and you engage in that behavior, and you say, why was I so weak? Why am I so stupid? Why can't I do X, Y, Z? Every why question can only be answered with one word. And you know what that word is, right? Because you read the book. It's a test. If I say, why, why is the sky blue? Because of the molecules of the oxygen and the whatever, right? The way the light, <laughs> it's because. Right. If I say, why are you wearing a Run Ranger Run shirt right now? because you registered for the event right right you know why are we on this call because you scheduled it. every why question can only start with because right so if i say why can't i quit dip in copenhagen well because tobacco kept you alert in the military being alert kept you alive so yeah your lips are going to fall off from cancer when you're old but it was for your country right so go ahead and go buy another can <laughs> that's the way that your subconscious will work right so you got to understand that. And then every time it's a why question, why can't I run faster? Well, because you're old. What do I need to do to run faster? Right. There you know, put go. a plan in place, get better shoes, whatever. But uh, a what do I need to do or what actions can I take question requires a solution. 
It requires something that you try to implement, which may work, may not work. Right. But then you have information that you can tweak and, and work going forward. So instead of asking why, you should be asking what? What do I need to do to? Got it. Yeah, if you if you substitute why for what do I need to do, th- and, you, and say the exact same thing. Why can't I quit chewing Copenhagen? What do I need to do to quit chewing Copenhagen? I, I hope all of you listening right now is right. You better be writing this down. More importantly, uh, and if you're not writing this down, then go buy the book. Ultimately, that's what we need you to go do right now. Open up another browser. And uh, Carl, why don't you tell everybody where they can get the book? Uh, you can listen to it audio uh, through Audible, right? So you can uh, you can listen to the, uh, um, the audio version you talked about a minute ago, or you can go to Amazon. Uh, that's the best place to get it, right? Kindle version is awesome. Uh, I, I make... Well, Gal, if you makes a couple of bucks more if you buy the Kindle version than if you buy the print version, uh, you can get the print version uh, if that's what you want. But um, you know, I would encourage you pick up the Kindle version, and then here I'll, I'll be working with Adam over the next year because I'm going to put out a revision to this that Heroes Media is going to help me with. Uh, there's going to be a revised print version because there are some things in the book that that are not. Oh, what, how do I say this? There are some things in the book that I want to change because they, they didn't work out the way that maybe I wanted them to. Right. Whether it's, a, you know, there's always a danger when you talk about another organization or something in a book right. that, that if something down the just road, doing happens, an up, just doing an updated version of it. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to yep. do a, an updated yep. version of it, yep. but then also, and, and uh, nobody can see this because we're on audio, but my whiteboard back here has a whole bunch of, little sticky notes on it. And every one of those sticky notes is a chapter for my next book that uh, is, is starting to come into, into form. But let me give you an example. One of them. Are we, we're going to sneak peek of the next, next book. Yeah. 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 So, All right. Here we go. So one of the, one of the chapters, and this came from a conversation that I had with a veteran today, because this veteran said, you know, we're a unicorn. He said, because when we leave the military, we have a set of standards we believe that that certain we have an obligation to our communities. We, we believe that we want to give back. And he said, most people aren't like that. We get into a civilian community and they are not, they're all about themselves. They're all about what can I do for me? And he said, most of us veterans are not like that. There are some, I mean, you're not just because you're a veteran doesn't make you a perfect person. Right. But by and large, you know, if I, when I, when I walk my dogs, if, there's a piece of trash that's on the route where I walk my dogs. I pick it up and then I throw in the trash can. If I don't pick it up and I intentionally don't pick it up, it will lay there for weeks. Nobody else will pick it up, right? So we're, we're unicorns. So one one part of the book is going to be understand that you're a unicorn, right? It, this is one of those things that everything that I try to do in the material that I put out is it's lessons learned, right? It's right. It's, I know this information, this information might help. you. So if starting off, if you can understand uh, from the beginning that the military has changed you to a point where you are different than other people, then that's a key piece of information that you can use as you go forward to help form relationships or interactions with other people, right? Because there there are some veterans out there that have an attitude that, hey, if you didn't serve in the military, you're, you're worthless. You're a piece of crap. Right. You know, you didn't serve your country. And 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 no, that's not unless you were drafted 
it was totally your choice to go in. You didn't have to do it. Right. Nobody forced you to do it. Um, but but now that you're out, you got to understand that yes, you are different. It doesn't make you better. It doesn't make you worse. You're different. Right. You bring a different set of experiences. And if you don't apply those experiences in a way that's complementary to the people that have not had your experiences, you're going to create a gulf. You're going to create a chasm. And, and they're going to think that you're a jerk and you're going to think that they're a jerk and you're not going to be able to communicate. But if you come out of it knowing that, hey, I am different and these are the ways that I'm different and these priorities are different for me than they are for other people, then when that other person is all excited about the Call of Duty game that just came out, and you know you saw a little, little sideline on the news that a helicopter crashed in Kazakhstan and killed three Americans. You know that that person that's worried about the video game or excited about the video game has no idea what people are going through that just experienced those deaths, right? right? What their buddies are going through, what their families are going through, and you probably, as a veteran, can identify with the thoughts and feelings and emotions. So you're like, dude, don't. See, so you can get into a big fight. Because this person is such an idiot that, that they don't understand that somebody died on the other side of the world for their freedom and they want to play a video game, right? So it's understanding those things, understanding what makes you different can help you then uh, engage in the conversation with that other person in a way that helps to educate and inform them, not smack them upside the head and call them an effing idiot because, you know, you not get along, you're right, you create hostility, stuff like that. You're yeah. Along. Yeah. I love yeah, that. and and you know people people might say, well, it's not our place to do that. I mean, they owe us because we serve. They should just know. They're not going to know. They don't know. So we have to educate them. It, it's just like uh, Memorial Day. How many people walk up to you as a veteran and say, "Happy Memorial Day"? I'm like, "Oh, happy your best friend died." Yeah. Right. I mean, do you even understand what you just said? And they're like, "What do you mean? Do you understand?" the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day and the 4th of July, because they are very different. And Armed Forces Day, they're all different and they're established for different reasons. And I don't want to be a jerk and call you an idiot for not understanding Memorial Day. But I want to say, when when I think about Memorial Day, a face comes into my mind, right? So I, I know a person that gave his life, I know 17 persons who gave their lives for this country, for your freedom. And, and when Memorial Day comes around, me and all the other veterans, we're thinking about these people. Right. So help us honor them. Help us say their name. Right. So now you're educating that civilian so that they can, in turn, educate their kids and other people they come in contact with. Move right. Forward, Instead yeah. of, well, you're a freaking idiot because you don't understand what Memorial Day is. Nobody taught them. Yeah. So. Let's teach. So yeah. anyway, and that's, I, you and know, that's, I can go see, down a that's, tangent. That, I, I mean, that, that, and that's easy enough to do. Folks, Common Sense Transition, a call to action, and a blueprint for change. You can get that on Amazon, listen to it on Audible, and make sure you check out uh, Gallant Few by simply going to gallantfew.org. Make a donation. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. Carl, uh, final words. Adam, it's uh, it's an honor and privilege to be your friend. I've uh, really enjoyed watching everything that you've done, and uh, and I'm excited about the future. And uh, in many ways, right, with what uh, Heroes Media has going on, things that are happening with Gallant Few, Patriot Challenge, Run Ranger Run is, if we have just a quick minute, yeah, please. Run Ranger Run is is morphing into Patriot Challenge. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and, and this happened because, <clears throat> so eight years of Run Ranger Run, Gallant Few exists in the form that we are able to provide the services that we provide 
because an uh, army ranger named Corey Smith decided to run, walk, bike 565 miles in a month. And the following year to honor that, we created Run Ranger Run as a team event. Over those eight years, the event has raised several million dollars over eight years. Yeah. And it's amazing. Um, but it's limiting. And, and we realized this year it's limiting because, you know, if you're not a ranger, if you're a Marine and somebody says, hey, you want to do Run Ranger Run? They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> If, if you don't like I'm to run, my says, you instead, want to do run, yeah. ranger, run, they're like, no. <laughs> right. So, so you, you immediately, it, it's really focused on a smaller community. So uh, we had some volunteer marketing experts that took a look at it and they said, if you really want to grow your impact, you have to grow the number of people that participate in run, ranger, run, run, ranger, run is limiting. The, the name needs to change. The colors need to change the messaging needs to change some, right? So uh, it's red, white, and blue now. It's uh, It's gone from black and gold to red, white, and blue, and it's gone from Run Ranger Run to Patriot Challenge. And Patriot Challenge's tagline is connecting America to her veterans. And everything that we're doing in it is helping to educate both sides of that relationship, right? It's It's everything that I just talked about. It's understanding that you're a unicorn, and it's understanding how to fit into the community, but it's also on the other side. The, how many non-veterans say, "Boy, I really wish that I could do something." Right. How can I help? Well, you can help by getting involved in this and getting your companies and other people involved. There's one more piece to Patriot Challenge that's really important that we tested with Run Ranger Run this last February, and we're going to expand it into uh, 2021, and that is uh, a Patriot incentive. And what this incentive is is if you have a veteran cause that you want to support, let's say you want to, um, I don't know, your son is working at Eagle Scout Project and he needs to provide a motorized wheelchair for a veteran for his Eagle Scout Project. I'm just making this up right. totally off the top of my head. He can, he can identify up front. It has to happen when they register because we have to approve the concept, right? So it, that team for that person with a designated thing that supports a veteran project that gets approved by a committee of our board and, and Gallifu. After the first thousand dollars they raised, half of it can go to that project. So if you are a VFW post, for instance, and you get 50 of your VFW post members to participate and you raise $10,000, you're going to get 4,500 bucks back from Gallifu to support your pre-approved right. veteran oriented mission. And, and we do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's all about building community, right? It's about getting more people engaged, more people connected. Uh, if we can get 10,000 people to participate in Patriot Challenge, then we've covered gallon fuse button and the money that comes in on top of that, that is all for veteran services for expanding. It's for doing projects like that. And there are some companies out there that have employee resource group that they don't have any money. I mean, think about if you're a big airlines company right now, right. you've got a thousand people in your company that are part of an employee resource group that would really like to go put a playground at the Fisher house. They don't have any money. They got to do car wash, you know, whatever. Do Patriot Challenge. Yep. Raise some money through Patriot Challenge and get a portion of that back to support that project. So we, we tried it with two Ranger charities last year. Uh, U.S. Army Ranger Association okay. walked out of Run Ranger Run with a check for $19,500. Wow. To support their work. So 
that's that's what we want to do. We want to be able to build community. We want to be able to help more veterans. Are you guys going to keep it in, fe- in, in uh, February, the entire month of February? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but registration, we, we have soft opening right now. So you can go to patriotchallenge.com. I think it's .com. It might be .org. Uh, Patriot Challenge, and uh, and you'll see on there if you want to be a flag bearer in Run Ranger Run terms, we call them ambassadors. Now we call them flag bearers. If you want to be a flag bearer, we have some incentives for folks to participate as a flag bearer and get other people to sign up. And uh, uh, the messaging is is just absolutely spot on. I love it. I love it, folks. Uh, Carl, thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, and just it's always a joy talking with you my friend there's never enough time there's ne- there's never there never really isn't we, we could go on and on and on uh folks again the book is common sense transition a call to action and a blueprint for change get it on amazon or listen to it at uh, on audible go check out gallantview.org as well and and now also get involved with uh and what'd you say the website was for patriot that Challenge. patriot patriotchallenge.com let, uh, let me confirm that here just real quick yep we're going to patriotchallenge.org. But, dot org. patriotchallenge.org. Check it out. Until next time, keep writing. Mm-hmm.